The Eagles and Paulson take down Coastal Carolina. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dave Schultz, Locked On, Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. It wasn't a a very good week for me on FanDuel, but those weeks are going to happen. We will bounce back. One game could have changed the whole week. Duke. Oopsie. Uh, that would have limited the losses. Still would have been a losing week, but it would have severely limited uh, the losses. All right. Uh, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for continuing to uh, increase the channel. Please tell your friends, your Sunbelt family and friends to subscribe to YouTube. And also don't forget about the audio podcasts as well. Uh, you can find them wherever you get your audio podcasts. For, for the most part, people tend to do it on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and view and Spotify. All right, we'll get to App State escaping Monroe. That was one of the few things I was right about. I wasn't right about Troy, but here come the Trojans. But how about those Georgia Southern Eagles and Paulson beating Coastal Carolina, setting a new attendance record, 26,483. I'd have to check, and I bet you officially the Cajuns beat that for a Sunbelt championship, but I doubt it in reality. No. That's impressive. All right, that's a good job. Stadium looked full. Uh, you know, it's one thing when the coach is in on it, and you expect that, even maybe the AD, but the president tapes the message as well. And, you know, when you win, like they are doing, right, uh, everybody's just is a good, in a good mood, right? And like, nobody's in a good mood these days, but... When you're winning football at home in a place like Statesboro, small, very small college town, uh, it brings everybody together. And everybody wakes up on a Sunday or certainly, uh, you know, certainly on a Sunday and even carrying into the week Monday. There's that sense of pride. There's that sense of accomplishment. There's that sense of winning. And it carries in for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, we're rolling around for the next week. We're going to have to wait. You know, Georgia Southern is going to have to wait. They are off. They have a huge matchup in two weeks against JMU. Uh, That very well is going to have a big uh, deciding factor on who wins the Sunbelt East. Kane Womack will tell you that JMU is beatable, except for the, you know, half dozen explosive plays that they beat them on. But, you know, those don't really count. Uh, Otherwise, you know, they're beatable. We'll see. Uh, But Georgia Southern takes down Coastal Carolina. 38-28, 38-28, and how about Davis Brin bouncing back? Good for him, right? He comes in, he's, this is two games after a disastrous, a disastrous ball game against Wisconsin. In the game that they were winning 14-7, to in the second half, they managed to lose it 35-14 because he didn't throw one, two, three, or four interceptions. He threw five interceptions and fumbled for good measure. Hasn't had an interception since. He's got seven touchdowns in his last two ballgames. Four against Ball State. And then he throws for 322 yards and three touchdowns. Not the most efficient 
after really being, you know, 75% or better in most of his ball games, only 60%, 34, 56, but still gets the job done uh, as uh, he's having a phenomenal season. Again, the interceptions are going to be misleading. Seven of those, five of those seven are in one ball game. So take that out, and he's only got five in the other four, or he's only got two, I'm sorry, he's only got two interceptions in the other four ballgames. So that's pretty cool, all right, to go along with his 12 touchdowns. And even if you take the one out, that still is 11 touchdowns to and two interceptions. So he's having a phenomenal season. Uh, also, Caleb Hood is having a phenomenal season. 12 catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he's already got 39 catches for 414 yards. He's on, it's got to be close to on pace to say wound up to 40. Cause that's easy through five. That's eight catches. He's got seven has got seven games left at least. So that's 56. That's, you know, so that's like 96 catches or so. So 95 catches on pace for it's on pace for almost a hundred catches. That's outstanding. Who would ever heard that? You know, I, I, I guess it's, he holds a school record for just for the sixth 100 yard game of his career, already a school record. But that's because Georgia Southern has gone from the option to, you know, the 21st century. And remember, yeah. Phil Steele, remember he came on and said how impressed he was with Clay Helton and how quickly he has, you know, moved from the option to, you know, to the passing. And it, it took him, you know, did it with Kyle Van Trees last year. Uh, they did, you know, not lose the Wisconsin game twice. They have shaken that one off. That was an issue. We talked about it all offseason. Probably talked about it when it happened this year. You know, they, they could not get over the South Alabama game. And they have done so this year. All right. They have a huge ball game coming up against JMU. They are off this week. And they get JMU and Harrisonburg. And it is going to be an awesome football game. I didn't see, I presume that's going to be on national TV uh, as the Sunbelt continues to get some uh, respect around uh, the nation. Uh, but they did do a good job uh, defensively forcing Grayson McCall with four interceptions. I mean, that's for those of us who follow the Sunbelt, he does not throw interceptions. I mean, at all, right? Coming into this season, he had thrown eight interceptions coming into the season, eight interceptions. He's already got six this year and four in that ball game. So <laughs> he, he got picked off half the time or half the amount of interceptions that he had thrown in the previous three years. What are we looking at? Yeah. 500, about 800 attempts. He had thrown eight interceptions this year in 168 attempts. He's got six again. The Coastal Carolina offense looks very ordinary, used to be very dynamic, incredibly difficult to defend, and now it's just play-action pass. It's just you don't have to prepare for anything special. Grayson McCall you have to prepare for, and he's really good, and Georgia Southern did a good job. But, you know, I don't know what you want to call that with the RPO and the option and the, you know, I would call it the freeze option, something I saw growing up with Syracuse where, you you know, you can, you know, fake the handoff, fake the, you know, giving it to the guy up the middle, and drop back and pass, and or you can fake it up the middle and then roll with it and pitch it, or you run with it. And it was very difficult to defend because no one runs that offense anymore. It's almost like it used to be going up against Navy or Army, all right? And Army's not doing it even, even uh, anymore as well. 
So congratulations to Georgia Southern beating Coastal Carolina 38-28. Uh, one of the games I did get right. I didn't get many right uh, this week. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, watching Georgia Southern take on JMU in a couple of weeks. I think Coastal Carolina is just heading in the wrong direction. They, they're going to have a tough time finishing in the top four this year. I thought they got disrespected by being picked third. And I, I don't think they're going to finish in the top four. All right, let's take a timeout. I do need to find one thing, though. When we come back, we will talk about Troy's win. We will talk about uh, App State escaping. And, of course, we'll do more just because I'm not talking about your team today. In today's episode, we'll do more uh, throughout the week uh, as well. Marshall had a big ball game. JMU held off South Alabama. Again, South Alabama is a mess. Arkansas State with a third win in a row. Texas State almost gave a big, big lead away, but uh, does win by uh, a pair of uh, scores over uh, over Southern Miss, and and they are struggling as well. Southern Miss, which we we kind of knew that was going to be the case. All right, let's take a timeout. Let me tell you, I believe it is time for Athletic Brewing and our Game Changer of the Week. There we go. Today's episode brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Now time for the Game Changer of the Week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Michael Hughes of App State. We don't usually go give it to a kicker. Plenty of great offensive, if not defensive, performances this week, although not nearly as many defensive performances as good offensive performances, but we'll tell you why. Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make a non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes good. Michael Hughes hits a 54-yard field goal to win the ball game at Monroe 41-40. Should be mentioned, and we'll go over this later, Monroe decided to go for two in the middle of the third quarter. Oops. Nonetheless, uh, tough place to play, and this was a back-and-forth ball game, and App State had fallen behind. Hughes with a pair of field goals, including a 54-yarder at the end to win it for App State on the road. And remember, I fully, compl- I fully believe this. Any win on the road in college football is a good win in college of football. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to the variety. No hangovers ever. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off athleticbrewingcompany.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's talk about the Troy Trojans. Because they got off to not such a hot start this year for uh, the defending Sunbelt champions. They did not look very good at all. And all of a sudden, they've won a couple in a row. 
They gave up a bunch of points to Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin's a pretty good FCS team, but nonetheless, you kind of think that Troy would dominate them and not give up a lot of points. Well, you're replacing the all-time NCAA career tackle leader. That's easier said than done in Carlton Marshall. All right, so you give up 30 points to Stephen F. Austin, but you win 48 to 30. Then you go to Kansas State, and no shame losing to Kansas State, but you'd think it'd be like a 28 to 10 ball game or 24 13 ball game. They gave up 42 points to Kansas State. So now, giving up 30 or more points only once last year, now you're giving up twice. Well, here comes the defense. Uh, at home, they did lose, had a chance, many chances to get in field goal position, but they could not do it against JMU. But here comes the defense, only gave up 16 points to what is a potent JMU offense. Lose 16-14. Eke out a win against Western Kentucky, 27-24, but the defense holds up. Uh, they also got a Hail Mary in that ballgame from Gunnar Watson and Chris Lewis. Uh, and so they win that ballgame. And now they go to Georgia State. Georgia State coming off a huge win. Have a couple extra days because they beat uh, Coastal Carolina on a Thursday. And Troy shuts Georgia State down. Not much offense for Georgia State. Darren Granger, 19-29, to 193 yards, a couple of interceptions, no touchdowns. Marcus Carroll, only 75 yards, does score a TD. Granger, only 25 yards on the ground. Troy did an outstanding job. Now, especially in the second half, they shut him out because they were losing 7-6 to six at half. That's kind of Troy's football game, right? Gunnar Watson, solid, if not spectacular, kind of your Gunnar Watson game, 23 out of 32, 56. Touchdown and an interception. Kimani Vidal, um, kind of an underpar game for him. 23 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jabry Barber had a big ball game, catching the ball, seven catches, 121 yards. And Troy just kind of does what it does. It's just methodical. It's not exciting, but they win. And so who have they lost to this year? They have two losses. They've lost on the road to Kansas State. They did lose at home to JMU. That's it. JMU is undefeated. They haven't lost yet. And Kansas State's pretty good. Power five, obviously. So here comes Troy. Did they have – who do they got? They're at Arkansas State. All right, so that'll be a good ball game. That'll see – because Arkansas State's offense is all of a sudden rolling right after scoring three points total in the first two ball games. Well, they got to have over 100 points in the last three. Uh, and then they're at Army and at Texas State. So they're going to be facing some potent offenses, Arkansas State and Texas State at least. Army did a number on – UTSA early on in the season. They're tough. I watched them play against Syracuse. Syracuse defense, though, made some adjustments and clamped down on them. Uh, eventually gave up all of six yards in uh, the first half. So they do get Arkansas State at home. A couple of road games at Army and at Texas State. They get South Alabama in, no, well, more than a few weeks. Um, first weekend in November. And who knows where South Alabama is going to be by then. Uh, you know, I who knows what's going on with them? I'd love to know. There's got to be a story or two that they're not on the same page. They're just not. And we'll get into that more tomorrow. But here comes Troy. You know, they do they do what they do. They run the football. They get clutch first downs. They punt it away. And they make you make the mistakes. And that's what happened uh, in this ball game. Georgia State could not get anything going in uh, the second half. Let's see what happened here. In fact, huh, yeah. It started first possession of the game. Granger throws an interception. 
So let's see what happened in quickly in the second half. Let's see here. Interception, punt. They were down 21 to seven. So they went for it on fourth down and three at the Troy 32. Okay. And an incomplete pass from Darren Granger. Fumble, basically their last possession. And that was uh, the end of the ball game. When was that? That was still. So they got the ball back with 11 and a half minutes down two scores. They had a shot. Oh, and they fumbled second and goal at the Troy one yard line. Granger was caught in the backfield for a loss of four yards and fumbled. And that's your ball game. Uh, you know, you could have been crazy. One play, it's 21-14. Then who knows what happened, right? But it never got that close as uh, Troy's got, well, a really good defense. And they will for the foreseeable future under John, John uh, Summerall. All right, let's take one more timeout. We'll come back, talk about that App State ball game. Woo, a doozy. And we had some doozies this weekend. That Marshall ODU game. Wait till we go over that later in the week. That was insane. I was watching that ball game. And every time I looked over there, someone was going in for a touchdown or turning the ball over. We'll get to that one uh, later in the week. Let me tell you about FanDuel right now. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player prompts, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Yeah, it was not a good week for Schultz uh, in the uh, <laughs> gambling sector. Uh, Syracuse didn't win or cover. Uh, Duke didn't win or cover. Cajuns didn't win or cover. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was bad. I'm not sure I was close on any of those. Again, if Duke, if Duke wins and covers, and they should have, fourth and 16, Sam Hartman running for it on first down, uh, the the losses would have been limited. It would have been not, it would have been a losing week, but it wouldn't have been a really bad losing week. So uh, it was a bad losing week as it, as it turns out. All right, Dave Schultz locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's talk about that App State ball game. So this is one of the few things I got right. And I told App State to be careful. Let's see, do we have the attendance? Because it seemed like it was a big crowd at the ball game. And that's good to see because that's one of the things about Monroe. Uh, it says attendance, 19,919. So one of the things about Monroe is, especially if you're playing an early game, there's nobody there. You got to get yourself pumped up. You should be able to get yourself pumped up. But a lot of times visiting teams play, you know, off of the crowd. And when there's no crowd, you got to jack yourself up. If there was a legit 19,000 there, that's outstanding. Uh, because now they're headed in the right direction with that. I know they didn't get the win, but that's really good. Same thing goes for basketball. Nobody's there. It's a big arena and nobody goes, it's you know, you don't have any problem hearing the players yelling at each other. You can hear the sneakers squeak, uh, but good to see. And, you know, kudos to, to John Hartwell, the new, uh, AD moving things forward with, uh, the, uh, Warhawks football team. It is one of the toughest, if not the toughest job in division one FBS football. 
It is a difficult job. And people are showing up. Um, It was a great football game. I know it's really disappointing uh, to lose that kind of game, but certainly entertaining. It was 28 all at half. (laughs) I mean, you know, can't be any more entertaining than that. I think ULM jumped out to a 14 nothing lead. They did. So in this game, I said when I said I was right, I just told App State to be careful. In fact, this is one of the few games I picked App State to win, but ULM to cover. Seemed like a lot of points. Like almost 14 points. Let me see if we got the official thing here. 13 and a half on the website. Um, but it was it was a 14-nothing ball game, and then App State ties it up at 14. Uh, App State takes a 21-14 lead and a 28-21 lead. ULM ties it up at the end of the first half. App State takes a 35-28 lead. Here's where the game changes. I, You know, I don't know if it was a bad snap, so I could be talking out of turn. Because all it says is that uh, two-point conversion failed. So it could have been a bad snap. But, oh, I'm sorry. No, my mistake. The PAT was blocked on the t- on the touchdown that would have tied the game. So I am talking out of turn. Uh, the PAT was blocked. That's why they went for two later on in the game. That makes sense. All right. Although I don't chase points in the third quarter. That's a mistake because I'm getting the ball back. All right. You usually only wait to go for two until you're not thinking you get the ball back. But that's just me. Uh, so anyway, ULM went from down uh, 35-28 to up 40-35. And Michael Hughes hits a, a chip shot field goal, 28 yards. Defense holds. Defense holds. And then Michael Hughes late in the game, 54-yard field goal to win it 41-40. Huge win on the road for App State. They are 1-0 in the conference. So everyone, right? I mean, it's tough to obviously going to get on the defense for giving up. I mean, I mean, App State had... 536 yards. ULM had 471 and, you know, make a play at the end of the ball game to go into overtime, but it's, you know, let's see what happens after ULM takes a 40 to 30, uh, 35 lead. They stop app state. They go three and out app state gets a field goal. ULM fumbles, but app state returns a favor with interception. ULM, then is out on downs, fourth and goal at the one. Oh my God. <laughs> they are up. Oh no. They were up 40 38. And they had third and goal at the one and fourth and goal at the one. And that would have made it 43 38. So you don't want to touch down the beat. Yeah, I guess. There's five minutes to go. App State. They actually, defense actually gets a stop. They get a stop. Uh, They had a nine-play drive, but it ended at midfield. Fourth and nine at the ULM 48. Aguilar runs for eight yards to the ULM 40. So now you're just trying to run out the clock, and they can't do it. You just, you can't do it. Willard run for five yards, timeout. Willard run for a loss of four yards, timeout. Jaya Wright run for six yards, and they punted the ball away. Oh, man. That is, I mean, I thought it was a a punch gut to begin with. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. (laughs) That is a serious punch gut. That loss. They were on the goal line and couldn't put it in. 
for what would have been a nine-point lead. Oh, losing on a 41-yard field, or I'm sorry, losing on a 54-yard field goal is bad enough, but oh, 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 what a tough loss for Monroe. Uh, And yet, they're heading in the right direction. App State escapes. Can't say it's a win-win, although almost 20,000 people there for Monroe makes it pretty impressive. All right, so, whoo, again, as crazy as that ball game is, when we get to Marshall and ODU tomorrow, that doesn't have, that that App State game has nothing on that Marshall game. That was incredible. Either touchdown turnovers, I think we had scoops and scores and inner pick sixes. That was an insane ball game. And again, I'm hoping that the guys from the Thundercast will hop on uh, probably on Wednesday's episode. I believe they are. All right. Thanks again for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thanks for continuing to support the channel. Continue to tell people to subscribe on YouTube. And don't forget, you can listen to the audio podcast as well, wherever you get your audio podcast. Please rate and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Once again, you've been listening to and watching Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I am your host, Dave Schultz. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.